Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week you can come here and listen to some of the most amazing stories shared with me from around the globe of people just like yourself who have seen or experienced or heard a story of something that just blows your mind. It's something that a lot of people just don't always get comfortable with discussing. And I want you to know that this is the place to come and get comfortable about discussing and getting used to finding the answers, finding a new path, anything that helps us to just take a breath and start treating the paranormal as we do any other topic as humanly flawed as possible and with a sense of humor or whatever it is. Nobody has all the answers. All we can do is place our piece to the puzzle and hope that we can pull together a better image of what we're dealing with. So go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com and submit your stories. Put as much detail as you can in there because the more that we get to read, the better that we can understand what's going on. And yes, I'll read it here on the show. But if you want to be a guest in this program, I invite you to let me know that right in your email. And don't be surprised, I might reach out to you and say, hey, are you ready to roll? Because it makes it more real when people like you or I just lay it on the line and say, look, this is what's going on. On today's program, I have a fabulous guest that is going to literally blow your mind. I have Carolyn Clapper, who is considered as the, quote, next world medium with one foot in this world and one foot in the next. So please visit thenextworldmedium.com and stick around for our next segment because it's going to be fabulous. But first, I want to get to one of your emails that was sent to me. And this one is amazing. It says, Dear Heidi... While incarcerated in Licking County Jail in Newark, Ohio, I had an encounter with what I believe to be multiple shadow people and even Hat Man. I woke up to use the restroom around 3 a.m. And as I sat down on the edge of my bed, I looked up at my cell door to see four to five shadow-like beings with eyes similar to red hot iron standing at the door to the cell next to mine. I stayed still as I watched closely for my own safety as I've seen similar things before as a kid. 
when they noticed I was watching, four of these beings started to vanish. But the last one looked into my cell door window, and it looked to be wearing a hat. It stared at me for about 15 seconds before the guards ran in to do a cell check. That's when the entire cell blocks camera system went down for the entire duration of this encounter. The guy in the cell next to me passed away from a heart attack when these things showed up, according to the staff. One guard claimed that he thought he saw a man in a black suit and hat just outside of the two doors of mine and my neighbor's cells. The hat man gave me the feeling that I was on his radar, and I still see him in the distance at night, as well as a lot of shadow people. This happens regularly, though no malevolent interactions with me have occurred since that night in jail. On one occasion, a shadow person seemed to save my life by scaring me enough to change my route while walking home from work in 2014. A shadow person literally appeared and approached me in a menacing manner, spooking me enough to turn onto a side road. This happened right as a speeding car hit the phone pole where I would have been if I had not turned. My question is, is it normal to have a shadow person be benevolent towards a person? I've also found that if you lay salt lines along the walls and windows, shadow people won't pass over the salt lines for some reason. Have you heard of this before? I'm not religious in the traditional way, but I'm spiritually active and may be a medium of sorts for these beings. Thank you so much, William. Well, William, uh, this is a fascinating email because a lot of people do tend to see shadow people and hat man just before somebody is about to pass. It doesn't quite strike me as being an angel of mercy or anything positive. And I don't get the feeling that you got goosebumps of good feelings going on at the time either. <laughs> um, so it's fascinating to me that you caught them the way that you did at a jail cell. And believe it or not, I've had several people tell me such stories in prison or jail holdings and things of that nature. And if there's any place that holds a lot of negative feelings and horrible things and pretty bad people... It could be a place like that. So I'm not surprised that you would see something like that. Now, what is interesting to me now, a lot of people will ask me, Heidi, is there more than one hat man? But there always seems to be in most of the encounters, I should say that I get is the one hat man. There could be a ton of shadow people, but there'll be that one. And, and shadow people can be very skittish. They'll like disappear or run away or charge at you if you spot them. They don't like to be spotted. They don't like to be seen for what it is that they do. So this is the way that they react. But did you notice the behavior of hat man? What did he do exactly? 
He looked over at you, and he came and got a really good look at who could see him and his minions. So I'm not surprised that you got that sensation that you're on his list now, you're on his radar, because when people like yourself show that they can see them, it shows that you've got this extra gift of uh, sight through the veil that a lot of people don't always have. You could have been in that cell with 10 other people, and it might have just been you who saw it. But you mentioned that there was a guard who saw him too. They don't want that on video. No, no, no. Because if you could see your enemy, you could do something about the enemy. It brings this whole other world of <laughs> this 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 uh, spiritual battle that's going on. If we have evidence like that right in our face... A lot of people would get a lot more spiritually inclined and, oh, that word called religious. <laughs> you know, I understand I'm, I'm, I say that, uh, oh, I don't go to church, so that means I'm not religious, but I'm Christian. So that is a religion. I'm following a religion. You saw something that I have a feeling you might equate to being the devil himself, right? That's biblical. That's a religious designation. That's a religious title. The devil? Where does that come from? Something evil. So if we can accept that something evil was there that took a, a form, is it so far-fetched to say that there's a form that is positive? I say Jesus or God. Others might say other things. So let's give ourselves permission to be okay with that. And, and I don't know why, but in these emails that I get, a lot of people feel they have to tell me I'm not religious, but it happens so often. I'm not religious, but I saw the devil. Why do we feel like we can't give ourselves permission to believe that something positive might oppose such a thing? Or are they looking for, hey, tell me how I can oppose such a thing that was so evil? <laughs> if that's the case, please visit my website called theotherfword.com. It stands for faith because I try to find different ways that it could help us all get more comfortable with that perspective because I can't always fit it into the show here. <laughs> but I hope that it's helpful to you or, you know, join a group, join a church, or join people that speak uh, more spiritually inclined because this thing is looking your way and it seems to make you quite nervous. But here you are saying, wow, this thing saved my life. It, it didn't sound like Hat Man. It sounded like a shadowed, kind of semi-formed person, shadow being. You, you assume it might have been a shadow person that saved your life because it scared you. Or did you just so happen to spot it and it didn't like that because shadow people do charge people when they're spotted like that. But also, there are spirits that will look kind of shadowed. Now, especially if it had a lot of detail to it, like it really looked like a person, it could have been a spirit that was like, hey, you know, hey, I, I, <laughs> watch out, there's something coming. So I wouldn't give the credit to them. But then also, there's this third option. And I've had people write me about such things. Like, I think they saved me. And they're atheists, and they're anti this or anti that. And uh, if they're getting a good feeding off from you, negativity. They want to keep you around. So it could have been that as well. And I don't like to say that so much, but um, that is a reality that could be part of what's going on here. So I hope not. I hope it was somebody from a past of yours that uh, passed over 
and they just weren't in clear focus and they looked kind of shadowed like a shadow being and uh, they were just trying to spare you but um yeah so I, I have heard also about the salt for protecting. And yeah, that's uh, uh, something that a lot of different beliefs use to protect themselves. But I use prayer and I use uh, what could be holy water or spring water that I put out in the light and I go around and I bless my home with. So I hope this was helpful for you, William. And I want to thank you so much for writing in. And uh, again, I welcome everybody. Go to HeidiHollis.com. And tell me about whatever it is that you've experienced out of the ordinary, from angels to aliens. I cover it all. I write about it all in my books. And uh, I hope you stick around because this next segment is with Carolyn Clapper. She's going to share about her paranormal experiences and her extraordinary gift. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. There's more Heidi Hollis coming right up. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. 
It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Dr. Nathan Newman, doctor to top athletes and celebrities, plus creator of stem cell-based Luminess, is proud to announce a much lower price on his products, so more can enjoy a more youthful look. Luminess is great for women and men on those fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, plus great on the neck, forehead, and hands. Dr. Newman. What causes the skin to break down with age? Changes that we start to look on our skin starts actually in our 20s where we get sun damage and the effects of pollution and our environment start to cause our skin to age and we start to break down the collagen, the elastin, and we get glycation, which is the sugar that we eat gets stuck within the collagen fibers and makes our skin inflexible. The Luminous Skincare line does two things. One, it has a reparative effect so it makes the skin look and feel much better, softer, supple, and more young and smooth, but it also is preventative. So it prevents the skin from the breakdown and the damage that we get from the sun and from the environment and from sugars that we have in our body. Thank you, Dr. Newman. For several years, we have offered Luminous products and decided a price reduction was in order, so more can enjoy the amazing benefits of Dr. Newman's stem cell-based Luminous. Shop now at HealthyLooking.com or call toll-free 800-604-3129. If you would like to try Luminous, how about our starter kit, Postage Paid, for $19.99? See the full line of products from Luminous, plus our starter kit offer at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com or call 800-604-3129. Luminous from HealthyLooking.com. Now back to Heidi and Dark Becomes Light on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And as promised, I have a fabulous guest today, and that is Carolyn Clapper. Growing up, Carolyn Clapper saw spirits and had various psychic experiences. Then, in 2011, her life changed following a near-death experience after contracting meningitis. That's when her abilities exploded with a boundless ability to communicate fully between two worlds. On 11-11-11, Carolyn was released from her deathbed from the next world, though her connection remains. She is the next world medium with one foot in this world and one foot in the next at all times. So everybody, please welcome my good friend, Carolyn Clapper. Hey, Carolyn, how are you doing? I am so excited to have you be part of my show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing really good. How are you? 
Oh my goodness. I have been trying to have you come on this program <laughs> and I am so excited. I'm like, you have got to be my guest. And uh, let me tell you, this is, um, this is a pleasure. So I want people to get to know you because what you do, and I told you so many times, it's just not typical. Now, <laughs> you you are truly not in this realm at all times, but it started somewhere. You, you were sensitive as a kid. You did have some experiences, but tell us what mm-hmm. happened to you that had it grow into what it is today. Well, so I was, thank you, by the way. I really appreciate that yeah. introduction. It was <laughs> nice. You know, I have always been really sensitive, but let me start from the beginning. Basically, I was born in an old farmhouse in a small town, which you live near because you were in Milwaukee. So I was right next to you in Racine, which is real small. (laughs) And I was born in a house that many would consider as haunted. I had many experiences growing up in that home where I saw spirits and had paranormal experiences, which I'm sure you can relate to as well, because we've talked so much about this. Yeah. <laughs> but we won't get into all of that right now. I could just talk to you for hours. Yeah. But um, I wasn't alone in seeing spirits at this house. Everyone, basically everybody who came into my house as a kid had, you know, for any length of time, any family members or friends, like close, close friends, had some type of paranormal experience there. So I knew I wasn't crazy when I was little, which was reassuring, you know. Um, The thing that made me different, though, was that I saw who was behind the activity. Whereas other people just saw saw or experienced the activity, I saw, you know, who was behind the activity. I saw the ghosts. Um, And I referred to them as ghosts as a child because that's, you know, that's what we're taught to call them, right? So we're taught to call anything, you know, that's manifesting in a physical way um, as like a human entity, a ghost, right? And I don't use that term anymore, by the way, but I'm using it in reference to my childhood. So I do use it in reference to them. There's reasons for that that I'll get into later. But it was very scary to me at that time because I couldn't communicate with them. And there was no one there to validate who I was seeing until years later. When I moved back into that home into my early 20s, I rented that house. My mom owned it. So I I went back there into my 20s and I rented that house from her for a few years. When I had my son, I was like the beginning of my marriage and we were just, you know, getting started. So we kind of had the cheap rent thing going on there. And I moved back there and the activity started again. You know, once I moved back into that house, it was solely located. All of my experiences were kind of like in this one old farmhouse. Okay. So it was kind of condensed into that area. Um, but this time it was different. Like when I moved back there in my 20s, I didn't see the, the ghosts anymore. I didn't see them. And they were trying super hard to communicate with me again by means of lights going on and off and sounds and footsteps and I mean you name it there was just so much activity that was undeniable wow. um, toys with no batteries in them going off at all hours oh of like I've experienced it's that like, that's oh, girl. and that is like that's some freaky stuff like when you 
I, especially because as an adult, I had, I think I had kind of closed off to seeing them. So as a child, I was super open. I think that's common for children to be open and to see ghosts. And then later for that to kind of like, it's like that portal kind of sh- closes or shuts down a little bit. I became too like preoccupied in my own life and um, just wasn't as open. You know, I was just like in a different time of my life. I was just closing right. off to it in a way. So it was kind of like seeing it the, the same way that everybody else has seen it when I was small. I was experiencing everything, but not seeing who was behind it anymore. And, you know, at that same time, I became an emergency contact for an older woman a few doors down from my house. Her name was Mrs. Dana. Who, she had been there my entire life growing up. She was like the sweetest little old lady. She was just a couple doors down. She always was handing us fistfuls of raspberries through her metal fence in the alley. She was just, she had this beautiful garden and she was always, you know, anytime we walked by, she'd give us like handfuls of raspberries. And that's what I remember about her. So she was like the grandma that I didn't have, right? Yes. Like we didn't have a grandma or a grandparent living in the area that we lived in. So she was like a treat for us. I just loved her. And she was, she was quite old when I moved back in. I don't know her exact age, but she had to have been like in her eighties. And, um, you know, and she lived alone. So I would check on her frequently. Um, she was a jazz pianist and a portrait artist and music and art were two things that we had in common. So we would frequently get together and this is important. So she was really a hoot and cool to be around. And one day we got into talking about how haunted the house was and how haunted the neighborhood was. And when I shared my stories with, with her from childhood, she knew who the ghosts were that I described. Like I told her all about them, what they looked like. And she said, well, hey, Carolyn, this is, you know, the person who built your house. This is his daughters, everything that you're describing about them to the T, you know, and she starts validating for me. I finally had confirmation after all these years that I knew that these ghosts were real. I always knew that, but I finally had that confirmation. And I think the confirmation was very validating for me. Moving forward, I moved a couple years later into a newer house about an hour west of that home and everything went quiet again. Okay. So I kind of missed having an active home. Um, but everything kind of went quiet for about, I don't know, six years or so. I didn't really have much of any activity. And it wasn't until my NDE in 2011 that that changed everything. Tell us what happened. What happened right. So what yeah. happened was that I had always suffered from migraine headaches but this time was different. I couldn't think straight. I had taken my Imatrex. I didn't, it, you know, it didn't even touch the pain that I was, that I was feeling. And my temperature skyrocketed up to over 103 degrees. And like everybody these days, I don't know why I did it, but I posted a photograph of the thermometer and yeah. the, like my temperature on Facebook. I think now that it was a cry for help. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't in my right mind. I didn't even think about calling 911, which would be a normal response to a situation that I was in. Right. I was alone in my house with my then seven-year-old child. Both my parents had recently passed along with two very close friends, and I was in the middle of a nasty divorce, and I was really, I truly felt completely alone and wow. isolated. Like I was in a treehouse, and nobody was there. Didn't even think of calling 911. I felt vulnerable and afraid, and the pain was unbearable. I kept passing out and then coming to again. And I remember hearing the 
the patter of my child's feet as he ran around the house, checking in on me, taking my temperature with his sucker, you know, bringing me gifts. <laughs> day turned into night and then into day again. I don't know how long I was laying there for. It was a very surreal experience. I couldn't speak. I could barely move. And then I receive a text from an old friend out of nowhere. I'm laying in my bed and she had seen my Facebook post and texted me to see if I was okay. Right. And it must've been one in the morning. It was very late. And I texted back one word. I couldn't speak, but I could text, which is weird. Yeah. So I just texted back help. And before I passed out again, and then I woke up hours later and she had fallen asleep and texted me back. Are you okay? I'm sorry. I fell asleep. And I again, texted her back help. Wow. The next thing I remember, she's at the foot of my bed with my son and she's telling me, Carolyn, I can't understand what you're trying to say. It seems as though the words that were coming from my mouth weren't the words that I was trying to say to her. It's like my brain was thinking that I was saying something, but I hear later that it came out like alphabet soup. Like it was wow. not leg- like, like they could, nobody could understand me. Gotcha. So it's the- weird. It's really weird. It's like my brain right. was not functioning right. Right. I hear you. Then- I mean, a temperature like that, people become delirious. They're not able to focus. Yeah. So you, so you were transported to the hospital and well, no. Happened? So what happened prior to this, all this is prevalent to my story. I began seeing an image in my head from when I was eight years old. My mom was a single parent. And when my sisters and I became sick, she would let us stay home when she went to work. But before she would go to work, if we had a temp and a sore throat, she would do what we referred to as the chin check, where mm-hmm. she would ask us to touch our chin to our neck. Yeah. And I never understood why she did this. And I had honestly forgotten about it until this very moment. She was visiting me in spirit and showing me this memory over and over again. Finally, I hear in my right ear, clear as day, Carolyn, sit up and touch your chin to your neck. I immediately sit up, right, in my bed, and I tried, but I couldn't move my neck. I just began projectile vomiting, and I get this image in my head. It's like a downloads of an ambulance, and I hear my mother say, meningitis. And oh, I wow. Out again. I well, we, don't remember the ambulance. We've got 20 seconds left. So tell me uh, what happens. You got to the ambulance and you ended up in the hospital, I'm assuming. I did. I ended up in the ER for wow. eight hours. And oh. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Absolutely amazing. Well, we will pick up the story right after the break with Carolyn Clapper. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio at Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we will be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. 
Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Men and women can have an excess of 100,000 hairs. Unfortunately, before hair loss is noticed, that number drops nearly in half. But it is by no means too late. Easy to apply Reveal from Dr. Nathan Newman uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for the fuller look you remember. Here's Dr. Newman. A lot of people with hair problems have come up to me showing me pictures after two months of use, after three months of use of the Reveal serum on their scalp, showing me dramatic improvement in the quality of their hair, volume of their hair, and one of the people was a woman who had lost her hair and was really thinned out. She was wearing wigs and covering it up. She was very self-conscious about it. She used it for about six months and she came to me with a big smile, nothing covering her hair. And she goes, look, you gave me my life back. And that's really why I do what I do is because I want to change people's lives for the better. And these stories give me the inspiration to go forward and develop new things. Hair loss, hereditary or not, increases with age. In fact, by age 50, roughly half of us have noticeable hair loss. It's time to get on board with Reveal for women and men. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping by simply entering discount code GEORGE at checkout. Easy to use Reveal at HealthyLooking.com. 
booking.com or order by phone at 800-604-3129. 24-7 at 800-604-3129. Gently revitalize your hair's appearance for a fuller look with Reveal from healthylooking.com. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And just before our break, we were speaking with our guest, who is Carolyn Clapper, somebody that I personally know and have truly been an admirer of when it comes to psychic abilities and more of an evolutionary thing. What she does, I honestly don't see as being typical or even human, but I do believe this is a level that potentially sometime in the future that humankind will have a better understanding and grasp of being able to do, which is being more in touch with our soul and senses, no matter where we are, what we're doing. And she was just sharing about her childhood, having had paranormal experiences and how she became ill with meningitis and was just being rushed to the hospital, sitting in the ER when her abilities were starting to truly bloom into what they are today. So I want to give Carolyn Clapper the opportunity to finish her story on what happened next. Yeah, so basically I was in the ER for about eight hours, wasn't able to speak, but I was able to get out one word. And I said the word meningitis and the nurse came to me and asked me what I had said. I repeated it to her. And they basically just followed through with it. They they were at a loss of what could be going on with me. They couldn't get a handle on it. They thought I had MRSA. They had infectious disease there. I was put in isolation. And wow. the test came back conclusive to two strains of meningitis. Two? Okay. Wow. Yeah, viral and bacterial. So mm-hmm. I shouldn't be here. Basically, that was that was the end of time for me at that point. That was the end of my days here. Okay. So I shouldn't even be here anymore. Did you, you know, know that at the time? I'm curious. Did you know you're it was that deadly? No. In fact, I didn't even know what meningitis was. My mom gave me, uh, she told me what it, that I had it, but mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was gotcha. until much later, until I was recovered. Gotcha. So when I was in the hospital, to kind of sum it up, um, I was in and out of both worlds. I was laying there. They were giving me intravenous um, antibiotics, of course, and I was on a whole slew of medication. So I definitely give credit to the Western uh, medicine for helping to save my life. But there was something bigger at work here also. I had stepped over to the next world, in and out, in and out. Um, my heartbeat was down to 32 beats a minute. I was teetering on death's door, Okay. I was like one beat away from cardiac arrest, kept passing out, had a heart stent in the whole nine yards. 
And while I was in this space and coming in and out of it, I was bringing messages through to people, staff members, friends who were, you know, contacting me. Their loved ones were coming through in spirit with messages all confirmed. Wow. And I thought this was normal because I'm, I'm like, I'm dying, you know, like this is it for me. So I'm already in that next place, right? Oh so my God. That weird to me. And I thought, you know, people were crying and getting freaked out. And I'm like, this is nothing new. Like, you must get this all the time. You work in a freaking ICU. You work in a hospital. Like, this has to be normal for you. I can't be weird. This is normal. And then all of a sudden, I'm standing in front of a committee in the next world. Asked to the world. I'm looking at my butt through the, you know, from behind. <laughs> I would go from being behind myself to being inside of myself again and looking through my eyes. But there was this committee of about 30 people. And the center speaker was a woman with silver hair. And she was talking to the person to the right of her. And I couldn't understand what they were saying. And she looked back at me and without opening her mouth, just speaking to me telepathically, she gave me an opportunity to say something. I asked her, please let me stay for my child. I was all that he had. And she spoke to the person next to her again, couldn't understand. She said, yes, if you do this work for us. And I said, yes, very matter of fact, yes, I will. I didn't know what she was talking about, didn't know what the work was. I just agreed. It was very boring, actually. I, yep, okay, I'll do it. And they all came together into one big white light, and they went through my feet, up through my body, and out through my head. And I was miraculously healed on 11-11-11 and released from my deathbed. But I still continued home treatment for a week following that. When the doctor had come in to find out uh, if I was doing well enough to be uh, discharged from the hospital after over a week, the neurologist came in and gave me the neuro excuse me the neurological tests, and was dumbfounded by the fact that I could uh, talk to him, that I could have the lights on, uh, that I hadn't lost limbs, and that I hadn't lost my life or the ability to speak. He was just dumbfounded at the fact that I was so well. Amazing. And he asked me, he said, I heard that your mother told you that you had meningitis. I'd like to thank her. Where is she? And I kind of said, go ahead. She's everywhere and nowhere. Okay. Like she's here. She's dead. <laughs> and he, he did what you're doing and he shook his head and he kind of laughed and shook his head at the same time, put it down. And he said, you know, there's some things in the medical world that we cannot explain. And this is one of them. Now, moving forward, I didn't realize that I was a full-blown medium until about a week later when it hit me like a train. And we can save that for another, another time. I know that we don't have too much time today. But that experience in the hospital opened me up in, to a capacity that I had never been to before. I couldn't just, you know, it wasn't that I was just seeing spirits. It was that I could see them and I could communicate with them not just listening to them, but then also asking questions. And you know, it was a communication. It was te a telepathic communication. It, it's amazing what you do because it's like, I, I've met psychics, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've, I've met people who say that they can do this and do that. And some of them, you know, wow, they are talented. And then you pop along. And, you know, I'm going to just share real briefly how it is that I got to know you. Your picture came through the newsfeed on Facebook and I immediately was drawn and I'm like, I know her. I know her. And I'm like, why do I know her? I don't send friend requests out because I have, a, I'm almost at, almost at my limit on it. So I'm like, send you a friend request. And when you responded, 
I see you're from my hometown in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm like, I must know her. Hold on. I'm like, I'm the queen of weird from Milwaukee. We must have met. Yeah. No, we have not met. And I'm like, what is this? Where do I know you? And I'm like, oh, you should know me. And, and you're like doing your little psychic medium thing. Oh, I know where you know me from. Like, oh gosh. But it was, it was wild to me that I felt that connection. You felt it. Of course you feel everything. And it's like, mm-hmm. we've not lost touch. And um, it's to me, that's been just so moving. But the cool thing about you, and I find this hilarious, is that you're a skeptic of psychics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how does that work? <laughs> well, so First, I'll just touch on our meeting. I think what was interesting and what kind of engaged you was that right away I started getting psychic stuff just through texting with you over uh, over Facebook text or something like that, the messenger. Yes. And I got things about your health that were spot on and it blew your mind because I am a medical medium and that is a totally different, it's another subject. I'm called or I've been called the trifecta. I excel in three different areas of mediumship. I work on I'm an evidential medium. I work on cold case homicide and missing persons. And I also do medical readings that are all, you know, all the information is later confirmed by medical doctors. And I've been extremely successful with that with very, very, very high accuracy, which is very rare. So that's why, you know, the medical thing is interesting. Now, speaking to, um, you know, being a skeptic of psychics, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a skeptic of psychics, it's more so that I'm a natural skeptic about everything. So before I had my NDE in 2011 and came back with the ability to communicate with spirit, I was naturally skeptical of the field in general, like many people are. Like I would see people on TV and I'd be like, oh, they're totally wearing like a microphone and getting information. I was like, there's like, how do all these people believe this? You know, and I thought it was just so, I was like, I was intrigued, but I was like, there's no way people really believe this, right? So I was a skeptic. Um, I have more of a philosophical mind. I'm someone who has to see it or experience to believe it uh, most of the time, which is why I demand so much tangible evidence when I read for others, because I assume that they're also skeptical of me, you know, as they should be. And that being said, like one can be a skeptic and still have faith which is totally me in a nutshell. I have well, a tremendous amount of faith. And, and I'll, you know, it's something I, I, I didn't plan to really speak on here, but I'm, it's not something that's like a secret um, because it was on Coast to Coast where I was on with Maureen Seberg and she mentioned something that you casually sent over Messenger uh, that, that I had holes in, in my wrists. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And there was no way, there was absolutely no way that you would know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. uh, it, it, it just blew my mind and I, I just froze. I'm like, did she really just do that? Did she really just send me over a messenger about the holes in my wrists? Right. There was a few things that came through for you and I won't get into details cause it's your medical and I'm, I'm a vault <laughs> yeah. as you know, I'm a firm believer that, um, that people's uh, privacy is important. I have what right. I call spiritual HIPAA law. Right. So unless somebody gives me permission or writes a testimonial, I don't speak of their medical. Per- so I right. have you here now. Yes. And um, can I speak freely? Uh, well, about the wrist stuff, that's about okay. it. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, and that's why I ask. That's why yes. I asked. So yeah, yes. that's fine. Yes, that did come through with a whole bunch of other stuff. And yeah. it was all confirmed, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it piqued my interest about you as well. I did get that they were holy and holy a play on words. So yeah. it was interesting. It sparked my, my intrigue with you as well. 
I think yeah. it was a mutual kind of um, magnetic pull. It you was. know what I mean? Like a spiritual pull between us. And yeah, it was yeah. definitely undeniable. And we've become fast friends, which I'm super grateful for as well. Are you kidding me? It's like you're my long lost sister. I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Isn't it fun when you just meet people and it's like, wait, I know you. Yes! I've known you before. Yes! It doesn't happen normal. much in life, I, but it's yeah. like, I immediately started talking to you like your family and this it's so weird. Yeah. It is so weird. It's a beautiful weird. It's but, so not weird. It's so the way things are meant to be. That's the way the world is meant to be. I think we're always going against nature, to be honest with you. And I think that when you meet people and you flow with them, that, that you're just being, you're, you're doing your natural course. You're, you're taking the right path. You're going down the right road, so you know, when things true. fall into place like that, right? So very true. And, and you know, I, I hope you don't mind if at least we go maybe half another segment here because there's something I'd like to share with the audience about you being connected to this show uh, going forward, um, if that's okay, if you stick around. Yeah, I'm happy to. Fabulous. All right, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we will be right back with Carolyn Clapper, the next world medium. Stick around. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. She's the shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? 
Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, within minutes, you can take years off your looks. Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com takes care of those under-eye bags, forehead wrinkles, saggy eyebrows, crow's feet, and facial pores. Simply apply this velvety micro-cream, and in under two minutes, the years fade away. And it lasts up to nine hours. No needles, no pain, and great for women and men. Here's what people have to say about Instantly Ageless. I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles. My curls feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like 10 years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone. <laughs> it's easy. You just put it on your finger and go. Now I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle. It's bugging me. I am a little bit emotional. I, turning 40, I didn't think would be a big deal to me, but... But that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what um, what I see when I look in the mirror. Try Instantly Ageless today at HealthyLooking.com and prepare to look younger in minutes. Millions of applications have been sold. Order our exclusive starter kit for only $19.99, including shipping. Or take advantage of our new discounted price for a full box. Put your best face forward with Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone at 800-604-3129. That's 800-604-3129. Instantly ageless. Not available in stores. From HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. And now more Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And as my guest today, I have my fabulous friend, Carolyn Clapper, who is considered Aww. the next world medium. I mean, it, it's it's amazing to you. It's like I just 
I don't even know how to express this, um, this kinship. And we were talking a little bit about that before the break and this, this, this thing that you are. And, and it's like, once I, I got this feel for who you were, I'm like, Oh my goodness. I think she is the future of mankind. Like, Whatever, Girl, don't this, even do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> whatever this is, it's like, and, and I had a, this, this, this dream about you and I'm like, hold it. She is, it, it's something, it's an ability of who she is. It's not like, uh, you know, people will call upon always to, to have, I don't know, little things done for them to be able to, to solve what's going on. But it's part of you extending yourself and you get really tired when you do it as well. I, I mean, so how, how do you explain this gift? It, it, it's like an extension of your soul almost. Yeah, it's hard. That would be such a long winded answer and I don't want to torture you <laughs> um, or your listeners <laughs> do that one. I don't know how to shorten the version of that answer. Like you're basically asking me like explain who you are. And it's like, mediumship isn't who I am, but it's weird. I had a conversation with my stepdad once and I was like, look, I know that you guys don't necessarily agree with what I do because I'll just on a side note, a lot of people aren't that supportive of what I do, you know, and then there's a ton of support. It's like one or the other, you get one or the other, right? Black and white. Anyway, you know, I, I, I never want to make people feel uncomfortable with this. I don't ever push it upon anybody, but his response was kind of like, you know, I had said, it's not who I am. Like, I'm still me like dad. I'm still me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he's like, but no, he's like, you are a medium. Like that is who you are. And I thought about it and I thought, you know what? There's a lot of truth to that because it's not like, you know, spirituality and, and, and your beliefs are part of who you are. It's a huge part of who you are, right? Yeah. And it's like, I work in the, the field of spirituality. I'm there every day. I'm in the next world every single day, all the time. I go to the grocery store, I see a cashier and I'm like, you know, their dad will tap on my shoulder in spirit. And I'm like, dude, stop breathing on my neck, man. Like personal space, <laughs> six feet, stay one beetle apart. COVID, come on, come on, back up, you know? And nobody listens to me. And they just push in until I feel like I'm going to pass out. And then I have to just kind of like barf it out. And I know it sounds <laughs> terrible, but it's like, I just, I have to get it off my chest yeah. so that I can feel better. So I'll ask just random strangers, you know, if, if somebody's coming through to you from the next world, I said, you know, I'm different than everybody else. If somebody is trying to speak to you, would you like to hear their message? And of course, every time with the exception of once over the last 10 years, everybody said yes. I have to, then, I have to express something to people. Yeah, You are like pushing the stuff away from me because it just keeps coming at you. Girl, so you have no idea. It, it is overwhelming. And, and having, after yeah. <laughs> getting to know you, it, it's like, it, it's not like you're, you know, seeking, seeking, seeking. You see yeah. a flash of something around somebody and you're like, not now, not now. I want to eat my breakfast, you know? Yes. It, it's amazing to me. And I, so, but, but that, that leads me into what he said. He was like, you know, this is who you are. And so it dawned on me. I'm like, right if somebody doesn't accept my mediumship, 
they kind of aren't accepting me in a way because it's kind of like having now, and I'm not comparing myself to a priest, so please don't think I am right now. It's just the closest thing that I can think of right now, just off the top of my head. It's like, if you meet a priest, it's like, you can't really take like, like when you take the priest out of his outfit, his, his uniform, his attire, he's still a priest. Like you go out for dinner with a priest and you don't want to swear. Like you're not going to be, you're going to try to be your best self. I think, even if you're not Catholic or something like, let me, Let me read something. Part of who you are. I want to read this review. Okay. This says, all my life, I've been around people with psychic gifts and have seen many experience in the field and know that Carolyn is at the very top of the field in terms of her ability. One of the very best anywhere, Robert Monroe of the Monroe Institute, which is the world's leading education center for the study of human consciousness. That's not a small uh, claim there. That that's huge. So you essentially are being considered as one of the top psychics in the world, right? Which blows my mind because honestly, I'm such a hermit. You know me, Heidi. Now, yes. and I'm such a hermit, <laughs> and I'm such a mom. I just live a normal life. I try, um, and I am giving readings every day. I do do this for a living, um, but. I, I, I don't have a comparison because I, I'm, though I'm, I'm other mediums medium, like I read for a lot of mediums and psychics all over the world. Wow. Uh, and I'm connected with some of the biggest psychics with shows like they know of me and they will, uh, they'll, they'll kick some of my client or some, excuse me, some of their clients to me for medical issues and things yeah. like, which is extremely, uh, uh, very, I'm humbled by it. I'm humbled by it. Um, that they even know of me. I mean, word spreads. I'm all word of mouth. I usually shy away from publicity. It's weird that I'm considered that because I'm just like me. I'm just like this normal, whatever. I'm like a mom in a small town, just doing my life, you know? Right. Right. And, and, and it's, it's weird. It's a, it's a beautiful weird. It took me months to convince you to come on my show and I know you. So, um, <laughs> I feel yeah. you. I understand, though. It's like, you know, you, it's what you do is, is really special. And your your focus are, is family, of course. I, I, I totally get it. Now, yeah, people don't realize this, but I plan to have you come on the show every so often when you do have something that comes to mind that you'd like to share with the audience. Um, mm-hmm. And I welcome it any time. So uh, people should get used to hearing your voice and knowing who you are because I I think you're so special and I tell you that all the time and and I really feel that um, you know I've always felt that mankind is supposed to evolve to a certain level of um, understanding about the world around us spiritual or or not and uh, and here and here you are here you are And, and you're from my hometown and I'm I'm just like Oh, it, it, it's, it's, you're refreshing. And, you know, I want to give you the opportunity. And so are you, Heidi. Oh, so refreshing. <laughs> I want, I want people to, uh, I want you to have the opportunity to share what's, uh, what's come your way recently, uh, whether it has to do with uh, the state of the world right now or what. So people oh, can boy. get a sense <laughs> of who you are. I know, I know it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, the state of the world, another really big question, because even though the world's really small, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, the state of the universe is another whole conversation. Um, you know, our uh, the state of consciousness and how expansive that is and how we're still in our baby phase of that. And we're just really beginning to expand more um, 
you know, as a community, as a whole, it's going to take some time for us to become more expansive. I appreciate what you're saying so much. I think that we're far from it still. I think that people, you know, we, we're, we're considered to be in kind of like an age of awakening right now. And I definitely feel a shift in the energy. And I see, uh, I'm very aware of the shift of consciousness and the acceptance of this field and what I do. It's been beautiful and overwhelmingly supportive. So, this is a fun, energetic, insanely expansive time that we're in, but it's only the beginning. It's, we're still just in our baby steps. That's how I feel. We're still so primitive in so many ways. Um, right. In, in medicine, we're very primitive in medicine still. You know, all of the stuff that we do now is just going to be considered like just crazy later. I mean, even in a hundred years or something, we're going to look back on it. Oh, that was so primitive. That was so brutal. <laughs> the way they treated their patients and stuff. And it's like, how come they didn't, how come they didn't know how to use this light inside instead of, right. you know, opening people up with these, you know, crazy tools and stuff. So it's like, I could go on and on about where we are versus where we're going to be. And I, and I love so thinking the, about this. The stuff. world is not going to end. A lot of people think the world is going to end. No. I'm like, no, there's going to be a shift in energy. No. Time of you change. Know, people, yes. people, that comes from fear. Everybody thinks the world's going to end. A lot of people think that, that life ends once you die. So, I mean, there you go. It's just, it's, it's the willingness to expand past your fears. Um, but with the pandemic, I mean, how do you perceive right, what's going it's on like today? All that we really, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it challenges me to like understand how, how, how people can think that the world is going to end just because they're feeling that way emotionally. Mm. It's just funny because it's like the world was here before we were. Yeah. <laughs> the planet was here before us. And trust me, the planet will outlive us. You know, if this need be, news. the planet will out, outlive us. Anything okay? about our current situation so, that you want to share? We've got a couple of minutes left. Sure. So you're talking about the pandemic, which would be another yeah. lengthy answer, which we don't have time for right now. But I've posted many things early on, like last year in February, uh, regarding the pandemic and you know, what it is versus what we're being told. And I posted a lot about it, which has unfolded, you know, everything that I posted about it, uh, right away, they were saying it was a lung issue. And I was getting that it was a blood coagulation issue, among other things. I mean, that it would cause, you know, aneurysms, you know, heart issues, uh, neurological issues, etc. I posted so much about, you know, supplements that people could take to kind of stay away and ward off, you know, be able to try and keep the pandemic at bay from them. And what communities would be affected more? I knew the black community would be affected more because in general, the black community runs more anemic and it tends to hit people that are iron depleted more. Just so you guys know, if you haven't heard that, that's what I've gotten from Spirit a year ago. Um, a lot of this stuff has unfolded. I told people to take copious amounts of vitamin D3 and to get intravenous vitamin C if they could. So many things. This is just a few. Okay. You can find that if you're my Facebook friend, which I don't always accept everybody because it just gets overwhelming. But, um, you know, some people listen and other people's don't, you know, but many seem astonished at the accuracy of the information that I was getting, which is confusing to me as it's spirits who's delivering the information, not me, you know, and they're always right. right. They're always right. right. So and it's like, I don't question it. How can people get a hold of you if they'd like to have a reading and learn more about you? Sure. I have a website. It's the next world and all of my information, including my phone number is on there and my email contact. 
Awesome. And you're going to be bouncing back on here every so often. I'm so excited. And I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me today. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, you guys go to HeidiHollis.com and send me your experiences on over if you'd like to have it addressed here on the show. You've been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.